Cubs After Dark podcast. I've been looking forward to the show since, I don't know, sometime late on Friday night. This is just an absolute joy and a in a basket of goodies tonight. We are proudly, as you well know, brought to you by uh, the DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. And if you bet fairly Dickerson on Friday night, you were rolling in the dough, taking those 23-and-a-half points. It was free money, ladies and gentlemen. Congratulations to all those who played that on the DraftKings Sportsbook. And uh, yes, uh, Gary Ross, I might be buying myself an FDU banner. No, I would never do that to my guy, yeah. uh, Fairley Dickinson, who's on the show tonight. Good to see you, Fairley. <laughs> yes, this show is brought to you by a bunch of evil people at CHGO <laughs> who literally were dancing on my grave the minute the buzzer sounded. They didn't even wait for the wound to heal, I, just twisting the knife while I'm bleeding out on the floor. I think it actually started with about three minutes to go. Uh, the first salvo was fired by head of content, Kevin Kadick in the Slack channel, which I hope doesn't mind that I bring it here, which was, please let this happen. And then, uh, and then we all just proceeded to enjoy the Braggs dismantling. It's all out of love, buddy. We love you. It's been a tough tournament yeah. for the Big Ten. Yeah. You're not alone. Everybody's Everyone is in there with the exception of uh, those who root for green. And go yeah. Sparty, my, I guess. my guys, uh, Waddle and Sylvie, had me on their show today to talk about this epic collapse, and they said the same thing, that this was out of love. And I said, this is the weirdest showing of love I think I've ever experienced in my life. 80 people just laughing at my misery all at once. I mean, it was a tidal wave of emotion because obviously I was very upset they lost and then had to deal with everyone just laughing at my expense of all of this. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk a lot about it tomorrow night on our CHGO big after dark with Cody and Sean, me and Cody certainly have some bones to pick. I know Gary Ross is enjoying my misery as well, but as we all know, I think all of us with the exception, of anyone that roots for Michigan state, um, you know, the big 10 just isn't where it needs to be as a conference for March. So I don't really know if we've got too many victory laps for any of us in the big 10. No, but you, well, Craig, big- you know what I think it is. Yeah, you know, what I think it is up. Greg. It's like, the week before you hit the brick by brick shirt, Davey, you're on top of the world, Greg. You're you're hitting you're on the head right here. You know, here, right? You had to level it out here. And look, I I, I picture your Purdue Boilermakers to win it all. And I, I didn't even know what actually happened until like later on in the night or whatever. No, so. you, you hit it right on the head. Life is about balance. And mm-hmm. I'm someone that rolls on the highs and lows. And last week, having this shirt out, make sure you go and get it. Brick by brick shirts available. And if you want the hoodie, become a diehard mm-hmm. along with a lot of very good content added on to that. When you're a diehard, you can get that hoodie basically for free. And we're building this thing up brick by brick. But yes, it was a big week and a big few weeks uh, for what we're doing here and what, what I've been doing personally. So I needed the balance. I needed the humble check. I needed some crow, some reality pie, and I got it. So here we are. I'm balanced out, and I, I've learned the error of my ways, uh, hyping up my squad that I so desperately wanted to see a deep run for, but not in the cards. So now we move on to baseball and in and, and the NFL draft and, and see if the Bears can make up for you know a year of, of tough sports 
across the board for Chicago sports and, and the teams I root for. Well, well, Greg, you know, it's very important in life to, to move forward. And I've learned that in my uh, couple of spins around the old earth here at uh, the tender young age that I feel yet do not necessarily look, especially on an after dark room, just, you know, feel, <laughs> feeling here late in the day, it's past my bedtime. Uh, but I do, you know, when you when you circle back on your year as a fan, and we're going to move on to what the Bears are going to do at nine here and take a little closer look at Ryan Poles. So don't worry, uh, Bears fans, we got you covered. It's after dark, a little more loose, as you know. Have some fun over here. Uh, but, uh, but Greg, you know, I, I remember going to the Combine, and I remember being at a bar with you and lots of other Chicago <laughs> media. And I, and I remember – uh, you being upset about something that had happened with uh, Northwestern beating Purdue and somebody didn't treat you right. And so you were just going to go out and exact revenge and torment uh, Northwestern and me specifically all night long. And, and you were very successful at it. You ruined the night for me. I was thinking of leaving <laughs> the bar. Other people in the Chicago media thought, thought you were a complete jerk. Uh, you did all Kevin that. Fishbane. Kevin Fishbane. I don't think Courtney Cronin was a huge fan of yours that night. There was a long list of people. Adam Hogue didn't like you that much. I mean, the whole nobody thing, likes me. Nobody liked you. And you just kept on leaning in further and further and further. And, and I don't know how much you believe in karma, but if you do, I think you could point to that evening as the night that you sewed the old uh, coffin, put the nails, got them all ready for what happened no, on Friday no, night. No, 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 Let's not get it twisted. Let's, we'll let's move let, on to Bears. Let, I don't even think I'm Let's twisted. not get it twisted. You Nick, guys started you this rivalry. Nick. I dished it back. If I had not said a word that night during the Northwestern game, you guys still would have twisted the knife on Friday. So let's not pretend here. I'm not going to let it slide. We all know you guys no, were no, sharpening we your we knives did. We did. for the last we did. month. We did. So we did. I got my shots in. Now I know where it stands, all right? Every, and Nick's on the list. I don't care if he was nice about it or not. Everyone's on the <laughs> list. And if you guys want to play that game, we're going. one day I'll have my moment to give it back, and we'll see. We'll see how everybody takes it because I, I had to take it in stride, and, and, and I did my best. You, 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 uh, texting well, Carm at then, 4 in the morning. 417. All right. So let, let's let's get to the number nine overall pick in the draft as we have moved through free agency. Uh, you know, the trade was obviously a huge day in, in Chicago Bears land. And, and since then, it's been there's been, you know, some level of excitement. But I think I think pretty people are pretty, pretty calm. And now we're getting down to this bears have interviews set up with 30 players jalen carter among them we talked about that on the noon show today brags you've been adamant that the bears are going to trade the pick nick you wanted to lead off with this tonight so why don't we start with you where are you at on what you think is going to happen at nine on march the 20th five weeks away from the draft I think when we're looking at just still the needs that this team has, even after what it was a big free agency for Ryan Poles, I think you trade back to see what you could still get because there's that gap between that ninth pick and then later on in the second round where you'll be selecting. And I just think like every year there is a quarterback that falls and one of these teams, like I'm looking at, let's say Tennessee, for example, at 11. I don't know if they have their quarterback, their franchise quarterback of the future on that roster right now. Even if you go even further back a little bit, like Houston's there at 12, they'll probably get their guy if they want it too. But I look at even Green Bay and Washington. Like, no one's talking about it. 
Like Jordan Love's just the guy. Maybe he is. But Washington doesn't have a, a quarterback for the future. Sam Howell, if that's a guy, like if you're willing to trade back into those teams and still with the trenches being a big need for the Bears, I would say as of right now, March 20th, the Bears are going to trade the number nine overall pick and move back to just to get more more capital between right now where they're slotted at at nine and where they're going to end up selecting after that because it's just it's just a big gap. And I think there's still quality players you can select if you're able to move back in that area. Right, because, I mean, like Hogue said, they have one pick in the top 50, but four in the top 64. So you're trying to get more picks in that top 50. And I, I'm right there with you. This is something I've been talking about pretty much since the moment we made the trade to nine, that they need to trade back again. It seems fairly obvious to me. I mean, does Hogue have a new mock draft out now that the Bears have moved to nine, or has he not updated uh, a new mock draft? I'm not, I, I can't remember or not. Because my biggest question to it is, who are the four non-quarterbacks that are going to be taken between one and eight? Because I, I, it would be an ideal scenario if Anthony Richardson or Will Levis falls to nine. But I, at this point, don't believe that's going to happen. I think all four quarterbacks are going to come off the board before eight. So now you have now you have four non-quarterbacks being taken from four to eight, and then the Bears pick at nine. So you're talking Skaronsky, Paris Johnson Jr., you're talking Lucas Van Ness, Tyree Wilson, Devin Witherspoon, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Broderick Jones is a name I keep hearing from people that mm-hmm. know the offensive line game better than me. Are those guys all going to be on the board at nine? Because then it absolutely makes all the sense in the world to trade back because you still have all those names I just picked, which everyone is so divided on which one we should take. So if they're all just kind of in that same category, why not add more picks? You could potentially, if it's a quarterback, if Anthony Richardson or Will Levis falls to nine, you could potentially still acquire an additional future first round pick with that trade up. The Bears traded from 20 to 11. And to get Justin Fields and gave a, a future first round pick for that. So that's still on the table. We're not going to know until the night of the draft. And that's why polls had to make that trade from one to nine as opposed to two. But those are some of the names. Kalijah Kansi, I see in the chat from Doug Van Dorn, mm-hmm. another name. That's a guy that you could trade back. So there's just so many names there that I keep seeing brought up. It just, to me, makes too much sense to trade back. So, and just, just to pile on the questions on this Bears After Dark brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Great to see everybody tonight. Thank you for checking it out. I don't think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Bears fans, rise and shine, Gregory Braggs. I don't think there's any name at nine that Bears fans, anyone on this show, any expert that I've talked to or read, has like if this dude is there you have to take him if paris johnson is there you have to take him peter skaronsky is there you have to take him if whatever if if the if the corner from illinois witherspoon drops you have to take him that is that i'm telling you that is a perennial pro bowl you make that pick no one has come up and said that and maybe we can get some you know some you know draft level nerds on here who who watch it even closer than we do that might have a take like that but i haven't heard it yet and i so so the to lean into what you got yeah, go carter. the only yep. name would be jalen carter if there wasn't all this stuff surrounding him he the you're talent, talking about yeah. a guy that was originally projected being the top four if he was at nine 
you know, obviously we all have different opinions on his off the field issues and whether or not he's going to mature enough to be a worth the risk. But that's the one name at nine where you're like, man, you, you may regret passing on him, but you understand why a team would. I mean, we did that earlier today. If you if you miss it, when there's a clip uh, out on social media uh, moving around where I'm adamant the Bears are not going to draft Jalen Carter, even though they're talking to Jalen Carter and Hogue is uh, not, not willing to make that statement. And, and uh, you know, it's obviously possible that I'm proved wrong here, but I just don't think that's an option for the Bears. I don't think Ryan Poles in this slow rebuild where uh, there's, you know, there have been many options where the Bears could have gone all in. I, th- I mean, one in particular that we can discuss tonight is Orlando Brown. Orlando Brown didn't get near the amount of money that everyone thought he was going to get. They, you know, sixty-four million over four years to to end up with the in Cincinnati was not what anyone expected would happen with Orlando Brown. Bears, if the Bears were thinking all in, win now, they might have taken a guy like Brown who doesn't fit perfectly, but certainly came at a uh, at an affordable price range relative to uh, what we thought he'd be at it in the free agent market. They didn't do it. They didn't. They didn't. C.J. Gardner Johnson reasonable price could have been a, a nice band-aid for the bears if you wanted to upgrade uh the secondary even further didn't do it uh they are sticking to a methodical plan here which when i get to jalen carter that seems like a we got to fast forward this thing right now we're going to take a big time risk on somebody who's got some serious character issues i just don't see it i i i, I don't and it's interesting that that's the name that you throw out there. I would think it more so for polls, it would be somebody that he thinks is going to be elite and could protect Justin Fields. Like if it's, is it Broderick Jones? Is it Paris Johnson? Is it, is it Peter Skrutsky? Like who does he like the most that can be a plug and play left tackle, right tackle that changes the dynamic even further of your offensive line and, or somebody who can get to the quarterback, which of course would be Carter, but not Carter. Cause I just don't think they'll do it. Yeah, guys, I was, there was a video that surfaced uh, just on, again, scrolling through social media, but it was a Jalen Carter getting stopped for speeding. The dude was going 89 miles per hour in a 45 zone. And he's like, the cop kept reassuring him, you're not going to jail. You're not going to jail. I'm like, dude's 44 over the speed limit. Like, And Georgia has different laws, but I'm like, man, there, there's just so much things that I feel like keep coming up uh, Wait, with Jalen Carter. I, I missed that. When was that? So the video that's on YouTube now, it was from two weeks ago. That's when oh. they posted it. So I don't know exactly when the stop happened. And the, Yeah, the, did... the stop was from a while ago. The video oh, yeah. just so surfaced recently. So it's not yesterday. Oh, correct. No, not yesterday. Not yesterday. But it's like there's, you know, just a bunch of things that are now kind of all surfacing all at once, right? When you're thinking of all the baggage that Jalen Carter comes with. But talent-wise, what Greg was saying, like, there's no denying the talent on the field. His pro day or his uh, yeah, his pro day didn't show that, but what he de- has done in games is significant. But yeah, like like all of you guys are saying, it's like there's a lot of guys in that range where I think if the Bears feel comfortable with either one of them, if you make that trade back, you're hoping that one of those six to eight that you still think is your blue chip guys could potentially be there. The only problem I have with some of the tackles, you guys, like let's say you go draft. I don't know. It's Pierre Skronsky, which we kind of established earlier show that he's played left tackle for Northwestern. That's a position he has played. So you move him to left tackle. 
you still don't know, like we don't know if Braxton Jones can make a transition to right tackle. So you still have questions on the right side. So I'm wondering if you trade back, if you're looking for, you know, maybe a guy that just naturally plays that position because you still just need to fill out this this line with the best guys available. And you're hoping to do that with guys that actually play the position and know how to play the position. Yeah, so, I mean, there's no question. I'm I'm getting greedy. I want more assets <laughs> because I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel with the roster starting to get filled out, at least at the top of the roster. The depth is always going to be an issue, and they're not going to solve their depth problems this in one offseason. But essentially, and Hogue laid it out today, when they, when they signed Nate Davis, they essentially fixed their entire interior offensive line with Nate Davis at right guard, Cody Whitehair at center, Tevin Jenkins presumably at left guard. And you've got Braxton Jones at one of the tackle spots. We're one tackle. You're telling me we're one tackle away from having our offense essentially set with a solid wide receiver room before we even get to the draft, a solid tight end before we get to the draft, and a dynamic quarterback running back room is set. Kari Blazen game just got signed. <laughs> if you if you had said before, if you had said before free agency started that we'd be one right tackle away before the draft got here of on paper, having a respectable offense being put out there. I'd, I'd be head over heels as a bears fan, knowing the amount of holes they have on both sides of the ball to fill. So I'm just getting greedy here. I want to trade back because then I can see an opportunity where we might be able to draft a player of luxury in the early second round. If that's what we so choose, you know, I know everybody's talking about Cody Mauk and, and different guys like that, I want to double down on wide receiver, bring in Zay flowers to add to this wide receiver room. I want more picks of luxury because we're just not there yet as a team or a franchise, but if they're able to trade back one more time, maybe they are, I don't know, but uh, it's, I'm excited because polls has got us to a place where we're close to fielding a respectable team, which we were nowhere close to at any point last year. And by the end of the year, it was downright ugly. What the, the guys they were putting out there were. They were third-string players in a lot of ways, all due respect. Hit the like button if you like what the Bears have done with their offensive line. I mean, Braggs, you just painted a very rosy picture, which uh, I'm not here to completely ruin it, but you are asking for dudes to settle into a lot of spots that they haven't played. Is Nate Davis coming in here to play right guard? Or are they moving him to left guard? Is Cody Whitehair going to be successful going back to center? Uh, is Tevin Jenkins, are you leaving him there or is he moving? And is he healthy? I mean, these are right. all legitimate questions. Can and injuries Braxton... are going to happen too. That's the other aspect of it. You know? Right. I mean, can Braxton Jones and I, you know, of, of anything that I'm probably most confident in is Braxton Jones putting on weight and getting better. He had a very solid rookie year, played every snap. Uh, but if you ask him to move, if you do draft a left tackle and you ask him to move, now you're asking him to play a different position. I mean, there's just a lot of, there's a lot. I, I think we're a long way, at least in my mind, away from feeling super comfortable that the offensive line is set. Now that being said, they could go out and you know draft a right tackle and and you know say that it's plug and play and and let let's roll. Uh, but and they certainly have done a lot more there than they've done with the defensive line, at least as far as confidence. But like, mm-hmm. I mean, let's also be real here. You know, they they they've done one thing. It's not, you know, we're, we're not, we're not, uh, I don't think Nate Davis solves everything here. Let's let's, I think we got to have some level of realism. Yeah. I mean, to expect Tevin Jenkins to be healthy for an entire season is completely unreasonable. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with that, but I agree with Hogue that Whitehair's better position is center. Nate Davis is a solid right guard. 
Braxton Jones is going to be in his second year. And if they draft Paris Johnson, he's a top 10 pick then essentially. So I'm going to feel pretty good at four of my five spots and I'll live with whatever's going to happen with Tevin Jenkins. You just picked up DJ Moore to a wide receiver room. I promise they're going to, I mean, in my opinion, I think at some point they'll draft wide receiver, even in the fourth or fifth round, like a Charlie Jones out of my Purdue Boilermakers university or something like that. But to me, like I said, on paper, it's a respectable offense, much different than what we went into last year with. So I'll take that depth. Like I said, they're not going to solve that and injuries are going to happen, but I'll be excited going into week one. If that's the team they're going to put out there, they're not that far away. Now, defensive line, they still got a long ways to go there. That's the one spot on the whole team. Mm -hmm. They still don't have an answer for yet. Yeah, well, it sounds like if you were betting the over on the Bears right now uh, via the DraftKings Sportsbook app, uh, well, well, if you were betting the Bears, Braggs is taking the over. Uh, By the way, if you're betting NBA or MLB, uh, even uh, the World Baseball Classic. And by the way, I put a couple bets down. Over the weekend on DraftKings, I got the L.A. Lakers, 10 bucks to win the Western Conference, big-time spender over here. And I've got the L.A. Lakers, 10 bucks to uh, win the whole damn thing. I got 25 to 1 odds, 2,500 uh, you know, was the number. So, yeah, I'm kind of excited about it, but uh, I could have gotten 50 to 1 like a week ago, so I'm a little bummed that I didn't act quicker. But I finally you know, put the money where my mouth is. Uh, download that app now and sign up with the code CHGO. New customers, you can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. It's only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And also, again, use that code CHGO. Minimum, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And after you download the DraftKings Sports app, you have to go check out Goose Island because CHGO is supported by Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer since 1988. So many great options like the Blackhawks Pale Ale, Bull City 312, the Beer Hug IPA Series, and my favorite, No Plans. Goose Island's two locations are open and ready to welcome you. Grab a beer right from their innovation tanks at the Goose Island Tap Room at 1800 West Fulton or get a smash burger and a fresh beer of the week at the original Clybourne Brewhouse at 1800 North Clybourne. For reservations and pickup, go to gooseisland.com slash locations, Goose Island Beer Company. All right, so as we move along here, uh, do we want to, is there any point in, in, in seeing any of this Jalen Carter speeding video, which uh, Stephen has, or should we not play that? I, I haven't seen it, so I'm, I'm deferring to you too. Um, no, I mean, it's just, a, I would say a routine traffic stop where his windows are tinted above like the legal limit. He's obviously going way faster over the legal limit. And I'm then, not ever yeah. going to judge a guy for speeding. I have, I speed everywhere I go. So full disclosure, I have driven 40 miles over the limit in speeding zones. So I'm willing to admit that. So we're all not perfect. And I know what Jalen Carter's situation and what happened in the particular racing incident is much more serious. And I've never been involved in anything like that. But at the same time, speeding, you know, I get it. He's a young kid that's made a lot of dumb decisions. We've been over this many times here on this show and on the afternoon shows. Uh, I just think at some point we're, we are somewhat beating a dead horse when it comes to this, uh, maybe uh, not a great pun there, but, um, you know, I just, 
I don't think I agree with Carm. I don't think they're going to take him. I'm more interested in when Carm's going to get a haircut personally. Excuse me. <laughs> what are you what are you saying gregory I, you're just looking you shaggy it's like all long and i don't know maybe you need to put some wax in it or something wax i don't know whatever you do to make your hair not look like you just got out of bed okay first of all i had an el- <laughs> i had an elite yoga this like, look at nick's hair nick looks great you look like you know I don't know. You look like a bum. Oh, wow. <laughs> Let me uh, go to the comments here. What does Steven think? Steven has do, to agree. Do, no, no, no. Yeah, sure, nines. Steven. You can jump in here too. Do do I do I need a haircut and 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 whatever mousse or gel or paste that Nick is is rocking? I think or the nice I, or, way of saying what Brent is trying to say is you could use a little little product in there, I guess. <laughs> my my <laughs> Yeah, you, you could use a haircut. Yeah, yes, I'm, I'm I'm leaning towards Braggs on this one, actually. I, I mean, <laughs> it's a okay. little it's a little fuzzy up here. That's all. That, that that that's that's two for two. I mean, but, I th- I think just in general, I look clean. And looking at Braggs right now, it's it's almost like you can smell him. Like it's the, it just, <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> like sausage. I mean, just 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 kind of gross. And, and <laughs> oh yeah, see, it's, it's, he's trying to turn and, it around. The Kansas City shuffle here. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, and and let me get let me get uh, Crystal in who's spending money all day on me. And Crystal, I, I owe you drinks when you get to town. Uh, Four ninety nine. Brags. Nope, we are not doing this. Leave Carm alone. <laughs> Team Carm, you look fine, Carm. Thank you, Crystal. Crystal, Crystal has been Team Carm all day long. Yeah. I, As, I followed Crystal on Twitter today. Now, did Carm? I don't know about that, Crystal. I know I did. Man of the people <laughs> here. Carm might have big time to you. Just saying. Just throwing it out there. Carm and Crystal have are, are you <laughs> it's know it's an inseparable we, bond. That's exactly right. Don't 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 bark up that tree. That's that's not fair. And I, I mean I I you know you want to go at my hair. Um that's just uh that's just you know it's another uh, that's another boilermaker loss. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, Gregory. Yes, sir. Let me read you some names. All right. I'm ready. And I'm doing the same thing for you, Nick. Donta Foreman, Robert Tunyon, Andrew Billings, P.J. Walker, Travis Homer, Tremaine Edmonds, Nate Davis, T.J. Edwards. Who are you most excited about in that list of eight players? Foreman, Tunyon, Billings, Walker, Homer, Edmonds, Davis, Edwards. And 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 you can you can even rate of all those that I just named, one to ten, where you put your what number it is on the guy you're most excited about. Same thing for the chat, by the way. You Who are you most DJ, you're leaving DJ Moore. I'm leaving the trade out okay. of it. I'm just talking that's the easy, that's the easy I, one. I'm just talking strict free agents, not anybody we got in the trade. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's a pretty easy question. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds is the one you're most excited for. I mean, for one, for me personally, he said brick by brick in his presser. So he's won <laughs> me over. I'm buying the jersey. Uh, but overall, beyond that, he's, you know, the talent he's bringing right. in. I should have given a caveat. If you say Edmonds, who's your two? If I'm going to If I'm going to say who's my two. That's hmm. exactly right. Crystal, Carm Fowles, we talk, $1.99 to confirm. 
That's my crystal. Keep going, Braggs. Give me your two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I'd have to say uh, Nate Davis, right? I mean, the whole talk is about the trenches, and that's the one impact move they've made on the trenches so far. They've made a couple guys that have, you know, rotational potential on the defensive line, not anybody that you would necessarily call a game changer. I don't know if Nate Davis is a game changer, but he's Mr. Reliable, like you guys were talking today on the afternoon show, and uh, uh, um, a big upgrade from what they've had at guard last year. So Nate Davis is probably the one at this point beyond Tremaine Edmonds that I'm most excited for. Are you faking excitement? Because I think I like if I look really close. In, in, well, in I mean, the... I'm not gonna sit here and act like I broke down the Nate Davis tape or watched Tennessee Titan games and, and focused I'm not asking, on Nate I'm Davis. Not... But I know what his reputation is, and the people that I trust that follow the Bears closely that understand tape better than I do are excited about Nate Davis. They call him a a road grader, a guy that gets it done. Uh, Adam Hill, you know what you're getting from him. When I hear those kind of things, that's great. That's what we need from our offensive line. We had no idea what we were getting from our offensive line. Now we have a guy we know what we're getting from. Sign me up. We need three more of those guys. That's a a good answer. I I like Nate Davis, but I'm going to go Deontay Foreman. I know earlier on today's podcast, I said that, you know, losing Dave Montgomery, the running game is not as strong as it is with him in it being as the substitute, but he still has a lot of ability to do some good things in his Bears offense. He does create more of those explosive plays that David Montgomery wasn't capable of doing while he was with the Bears this past season. And I just think there's an untapped there's an untapped area of his game, especially in the passing game, or as, as a receiver, that he himself, you look at his stats, like you're not going to see it. But he, he said there just wasn't as many opportunities in the places that he was at before to where he can still expand on that area of his game. And he has that resiliency factor that Ryan Poles does like. You know, he he had the torn Achilles back in his rookie season. And then over the past, when he, he tore it in 2017, he only rushed for 94 yards on 29 carries over the next three seasons. And then he goes to Tennessee and kind of gets his footing. And then obviously in Carolina, now he's here on a one-year kind of prove-it deal in place of a David Montgomery, you know, with David Montgomery gone. So, I, I like putting, you know, if I'm going to put some money or stock into people, it's those guys that, you know, have that little chip on their shoulder. And I think with this rushing attack, this wide zone scheme, he fits it. So I think just schematically, he can do some good things. I still think there's a little bit more to Foreman that we've actually seen in the NFL. So I'm going to go with Deontay Foreman. Well, Would you? Have re- and Nomad says in the chat, every signing so far is an upgrade, and I agree with that. But for me, the way I'm trying to answer Carm's question is. What are the most significant upgrades? Like, I know I give David Montgomery a lot of crap on our shows. Him and Dante Foreman, maybe Deontay Foreman is going to end up being much better than him, but they're close, right? To me, it's a significant upgrade with the linebackers we picked up compared to the linebackers mm-hmm. we had last year. And it's a significant upgrade with Nate Davis compared to some of the guards we were putting out there last year. So that was kind of where I was trying to answer that question. I, I just... You know, I'm, maybe I'm nitpicking here, and maybe I just would have liked him here because uh, I, I like entertaining players, and and I would have liked to have seen Nick and Jamal Williams become best friends. But but the the dude ran for a thousand yards last year. Okay, he got a three year deal worth twelve million and eight guaranteed, right, to go down to New Orleans. He had 
17 rushing touchdowns last year. That's a pretty damn good number. That's one a game on average. Let me do the math for you. 17 games, 17 rushing touchdowns. Uh, And you just said Foreman here, Nick. You think you like him more than than Jamal? I, I you know, um, we could that would have been an question. interesting. We could yeah, have Jamal Williams would have been. Yeah, he would have been. Uh, if, that wasn't you know, my original. If the price was right. Yeah, but yeah, I would have liked Jamal Williams. I think that would have been a, a a good addition. He would have fit, but the price would have been wrong. Right. That that would have been like the big thing, and that's why ultimately went with Foreman. But yeah, he was super productive with Detroit. Like you said, you put all the stats out there. He was a very productive running back. And Deontay Foreman, out of outside of last season, hasn't been that. And again, injuries and opportunities have gone in the wrong direction for him. But we'll see. This is his chance. He didn't come here to be uh, the backup to Khalil Herbert. He came here to compete, but he's going to be a team player and do whatever he, the team asks him to do, as you know, all players say they will. But yeah, he's uh, Jamal Williams would definitely been interesting. Would have loved to talk to him every day in the locker room. I mean, that wasn't my original question, but I'm just... Uh... Well, I mean, that's the difference between Foreman and, and Jamal Williams and David Montgomery is the value because you're getting Foreman at a cheaper price and he is a productive running back. He had good numbers last year in some key categories, as Adam Hogue said. Good. I need running backs that are good in key categories, not just hard yards. And you guys said it was, a you know, that that, that position group with the running backs is slightly down from last year, and I disagree. And again, this isn't disrespect towards David Montgomery, and at least there's some people sensible enough to be willing to say that David Montgomery, you know, was slightly overrated by some Bears fans. I I just hate saying it. Maybe he's going to make me eat my words like I did with Purdue this year, uh, two times a year with the Lions and, and within our division for the next few years. But to me, Khalil Herbert and Deontay Foreman, are just as good, if not better, than David Montgomery in key categories that you need to be as a running back. And as we've talked about, Will DeWitt has brought it up a few times as far as run blocking or pass blocking grades. They're not that far off the three of these running backs. This narrative that Khalil Herbert is the worst pass blocking running back of all time is just the the low-hanging fruit because it's an echo chamber that everyone is just going to keep repeating and apparently it's the truth. They're all similarly graded. So I, I just, uh, I'm not saying Khalil Herbert doesn't have to work, doesn't need to work on that, but I just think it's a bit of an overstatement that he cannot pass block. And David Montgomery was that much better than it at, than him. And you guys real quickly, we're seeing in the chat, it's like, well, Deontay was behind a better offensive line. And then you have, you know, David Montgomery obviously had to deal with what he had to deal with in Chicago. I think the big thing we're going to see out of Deontay Foreman this season is, again, reliability. Will he be out there on the field? He has had injuries, you know, that have plagued him in the past. And if he can be out there, because David Montgomery was a pretty sturdy running back while he was with Chicago, playing in 60 career games with the Bears. But that's going to be the big thing. And we'll see with this offensive line. Hopefully they do some more upgrades to it. If he can still be as productive as he was in Carolina, ho- hopefully more with more opportunities. But that's the big question mark, and we'll see if that gets answered. We will see if it gets answered this season. I mean, the most games that Foreman had ever played in the season before last year was 10 back in 2017. Uh, you know, one, six, and nine games. And for his career, he's got – now, you could argue, less wear and tear, baby. He's got 443 attempts compared – if we're just doing the Jamal Williams comparison to 915 mm-hmm. – um, and you know, his average yards of carry, you know, 
Jamal's a four yards a carry guy. This dude's 4.3. Uh, and, and you know, but so you – and when you watch him, I mean, Foreman can be very exciting. I, I get it. I just yeah. – I don't – I don't. got burst. And, you know, I know there's some people that are not going to like when I say these things about – I liked I, – I had respect for David Montgomery as a running back and Grasser in the chat. Braggs, you are delusional and sometimes crazy. Agreed. I know. Yeah. Trust me. Uh, that's fine. I'll wear that with pride, but I'm still going to stand by what I believe. And I've watched these games just as much as every single one of you in the chat. And I know burst when I see it and he just didn't have it. And when you're talking about playing alongside Justin Fields, who is someone that the defensive line and linebackers have to account for at all times, that makes your job even easier when you're running the football, because they're so worried about this athlete that's going to kill you. You know, to me, you got you got to have some home run hit hitting ability in your in your bag when you're lining up next to Justin Fields, because now you got two guys, you know, they're doing the the zone read and you're trying to pick between who's going to take that ball between the running back and fields. Good luck to you. And I don't need three yards in, in a cloud of dust. I need cut back and take it to the house running backs. That's what I need. Informal poll on the show and in the chat. Uh, do you think the Bears will draft a running back? Do you think the Bears, Not I'm not saying nine overall if they stay there, or I'm, at any point, and a, not even in the top four, four in the top 64, do you think they will draft a running back or is, or is polls in his mind done? Feels to me like he's done. I would love to see them draft a running back. Um, let, let's, let's find the Pacheco of this year's, you know, let's 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 make that let's make that brilliant chase move right here in Chicago. I don't. I mean, we'd all would love. I know we'd all sign up for that. But will they? Will they at least take a spin on a guy? Hopefully, I, I think they can add to the position still, especially in the later rounds between five through seven. Day three, day three running back for the Bears, all for it. I think that that'd be a good addition to have, especially because again, Foreman's on a one year deal, one year three million, and then we still got to see what Khalil Herbert, Tristan Abner is, as uh, going into year two. And then you have uh, Travis Homer, who's more that third down guy, going to play a lot of special teams. So you can add, you can add another running back, I think. Another one for the chat: Who's better, Homer or Moriano? Who would you rather have on your team, Homer or Moriano? I mean, Nick comes with it every single day. And by the way, if you want to go in the fullback room, we could we could put Braggs out there. I mean, look at that guy; you can just smell him as a fullback. I mean, just a, just a, yeah. So I'm talking about. Uh, all right, so it seems like most people think. Uh, and, and Steven just turned it into a poll. So uh, whether or not they'll draft a running back, it seems like overwhelmingly uh, people think that they will. Yeah, at so. some point, I'm sure they will. Very unlikely in those first three or four rounds. So, I mean, that was where, I, you know, where I'm talking about trading back and adding more second-round picks and picking some kind of guy in a position of luxury as opposed to need, uh, you know, a guy like Jameer Gibbs from Alabama. You want to talk about – zone read and a, and a cutback quick dude. That's going to give nightmares next to a guy like Justin Fields for defenses. That would be an ideal guy. But now that they've filled this running back room, the way they have, you know, not saying Foreman is a long-term answer and I'm sure they won't re-sign Herbert the day he becomes available the same. They didn't re-sign Montgomery. So maybe they would, I don't know, but that's why I want to trade back. So Ryan Poles has so many options that he can do whatever he wants. And I'm just going to be so excited and then come training camp, I'll probably pick them to win the division. <laughs> you, the, the Bears will be a sexy pick to win the division by some. Mm-hmm. If, if, 
they'd, if they had been a little bit more aggressive here, like if, if Orlando Brown was running around, if they had, if they, if they had gone and paid and, and hit on Javon Hargrave, there would be people right now who were, who were saying that, you know, leaning into the bears as your NFC North champs. They didn't do that. Uh, so I don't, I, I don't think right now when you have no idea how they're going to get to the quarterback, anyone's going that far, but who knows uh, by what this is going to look like come, uh, I don't know, even training camp. All right, uh, Nick, you're getting a lot of love on your athletic ability. I don't know if it's because of that video you did with your dad where you're shooting jump shots or just your good looks or whatever the hell's going on, but people like you. Uh, by the way, your your jump shot needs to be released way qu- way quicker, and I'm available to help that thing out. But you you start here, you bring it down, then you bring it up, you take a shit before you shoot it. I, I got it. <laughs> I got it. We can, we, can, we, we can get that thing quicker. I can help you. <laughs> I appreciate the feedback. Uh, I, I just had to shoulders maybe a little bit earlier before the all, you know, making all those threes. So maybe that's was, uh, you know, impacting the okay. shot a little bit. But okay. uh, yeah, we'll have to all go, you go play um, at some point. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm so down. Um, real quickly, you guys. Yeah. I, I just need to tell everybody because all this great content that we're doing, this offseason coverage, do you know who it's brought to you by? No. ComEd. Energy efficiency program. You can learn more at comed.com slash powering biz. The comed energy efficiency program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve save money and energy. Comed offers free facility assessments that can help find energy saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. An industrial engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually, and last approximately two hours. There you go, Carm. Uh, don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today for energy-saving tips and to schedule your free facility assessment. Go to comment.com slash poweringbiz. So are you ready to sign up for the facility assessment? Call them at 1-855-433-2700 during normal business hours to speak with a ComEd Energy Efficiency Program representative Email businessee at comed.com or request an assessment. Yeah, and I want to tell you guys about an opportunity you have to get. You want to go watch Michigan State in the Sweet 16? A team Purdue beat twice, once by 30? You know, you want to go see Gonzaga? A team Purdue beat by 20 this year? Well, they're still in the NCAA tournament, and you can get courtside seats if you use the GameTime app. GameTime is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could? 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate, floor seats at a concert? It's possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never buy. You won't find a better deal this season on Bears tickets because Game Time is created by the fans for the fans guarantees the lowest price if you love chgo crystal then you'll love game time the best way to support us is buying your tickets through the link in the description join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events use game time Uh, did did you just take a shot at northwestern no i didn't i left them out see the Hart that Foundation says you took a dig at Northwestern. No. I, I didn't. I <laughs> didn't hear it. I talked about Gonzaga and Michigan State. 
Did you mention? I didn't that, say anything that, about Northwestern. We lost to Northwestern. Did you mention that the Cats went into Michigan State and beat Sparty this year? I, 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 for, I forgot to mention that. You should have mentioned that. That's okay. Uh, all right, new thing going on here on Bears After Dark. Uh, I'm going to try it out today on the fly here. Uh, we got you know however much time we have left in the show. You can hang out uh, all night. Stephen loves to go late on the show. So anything <laughs> that you want to talk about in the chat, uh, don't you, you? You can do the super method or not. Uh, we can answer some some questions here uh, as we wrap up. I also one thing that I did miss that I want to r- just uh, cover from Peter King's piece, which I thought was the most interesting thing that came out in Bears Land. Uh, let me just read this out loud. When uh, he's he's right, win the win the win the ninth. He means with the ninth overall pick, you either trade down if you don't love what's there or make the right choice in a tricky spot. The biggest X factor in this draft will be Georgia defensive tackle Jalen Carter, who possibly will fall to nine now after being the best overall prospect two months ago than having a disastrous offseason. Polls has to figure out if Carter's legit hard trying if if Carter's a legit hard trying football guy or an irresponsible problem person. And whether he's the kind of person and player he wants to bring into a building franchise with character and ethos uh, and ethos crucial elements to long-term success. I can't empathize, I can't emphasize, excuse me, emphasize how important this is. If Carter is there when Pulse picks, he has the kind of decision to make that that could define his term as the Chicago GM. If Carter is there when Pulse picks, he has the kind of decision to make that could define his term in Chicago, right? It'll be fascinating if Carter and or one of the two offensive tackles, Peter Skaronsky, Paris Johnson, are there at nine. Both needs are major. Now, he's talking with Poles. Him and Poles are communicating. Poles is talking to him about the decision that he almost traded with Houston. It wasn't exactly sure. Henceforth pulled the trigger. It was getting excited about doing something historic. Didn't happen. So when you have that level of relationship, most likely it plays into how things are written. And I'm wondering if this is sort of like a test case that's being put out there uh, by Peter King with sort of like maybe he's saying to polls like, hey, I'm going to write this, see what the reaction is, see how Bears fans feel about it. You can kind of boil that into your pot of decision making, which, you know, I, I don't want polls to be drafting any player based on what the fans think. But I, I do think that it's interesting that 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 Carter's in his piece in a piece where he has, you know, he's clearly been talking to polls and he's got it out there. I don't know. Did anybody have that level of reaction reading it that I, that there's sort of your mind spinning, like wondering what exactly is going on here. Um, I just feel like for me, when I read it, it's like polls is like opened up the book to Peter King, right? Anything that, you know, he, they're talking they're, about it's, it's out besties. there, right? Yeah, they are besties. I mean, this isn't the first time they've they've communicated with each other, right? Since this whole since getting the number one overall pick. So it's very open conversation. And I think that you know, when you think about it the way you're thinking about it, Carm, it it could it be deliberate, right? Getting the message out there. That's you know, a big part of the job for for what you know reporters do. So yeah, I, I think that would be a huge decision because I think before all this Jalen Carter stuff came out. We were saying, okay, if the Bears trade down to four, right, with Indianapolis, if it was Will Anderson and Jalen Carter, 
for me, it was it was Jalen Carter all the way. I know Adam was very similar. And then we, you know, everything happens. Like, I don't know, but the talent is what keeps this a conversation. That's honestly what it, because he's so talented. This is why it's it's still a conversation. That's why if he's there at nine, it is a huge decision for Ryan Poles. If he's in that spot and willing to take a player there and it's not Carter, then you got to see how, what he ends up doing in the NFL. But that's why it's such a conversation. He's amazing on the football field. He almost wish he's taken before nine. So we don't have to worry <laughs> about this because it is a monumental decision. Uh, go ahead. I don't know. You were gonna no, say. I, I, I love that concept. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go <laughs> yeah, ahead. Raiders. I, Take him at seven. Let's go. So we don't have to think about this because it's a tough one. I mean, like I said, before this, all this stuff came out, we're talking about only trading back to four so we can get Anderson and or Carter, which would have mm-hmm. likely been Carter. And Adam Hogue was saying he was, you know, he'd have taken him number one if there were no trade backs. That's how impressed he was ca- with his tape. And I trust what Adam Hogue says. Are you a lot more than that? anything I say on here. And so, you know, I just, what? You got a funny face. I just, you've, <laughs> met, you, you've mentioned Hogue more tonight in this show than you've ever mentioned him on any other show. So I'm wondering if you're trying to kiss up to Hogue. No, if it's you... just trying. It's it's to get people to go back and watch the, the the afternoon show if they haven't watched it. It was a good conversation today, so I'm not kissing ass, especially with Hogue, who was twisting the knife all weekend on me. Um, he did retweet the post game show and had nice words for my post game show. So, okay. so oh, I appreciate okay. that. There, but regardless, there, no, 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 because okay, no, yeah. before he did that, he was like public enemy number three behind Kevin and Cody. <laughs> So regardless, back to this whole thing, it's like, I, you know, cause I, I would, I would love to take Carter at nine. If you told me he's going to work out. The one thing I'd like to push back on is this idea that like, it's a, it's a defining, it's a, it's his career defining decision. The GM for the Jaguars had the number one pick in the draft last year, all this cap space with a quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, that they're trying to groom for the future. They essentially missed on their number one pick. The number one pick. They did not take Hutchinson, who was the better player. They did not miss a beat from that because they made a bunch of other good moves. And if all of if if all of Ryan Poles' career is defined by one pick, he's not a good GM. They're not going to hit on every pick. So you have to be a good enough GM that you hit on – enough different decisions that one thing that doesn't work out, whether it's free agency or in the draft, doesn't make you, you know, doesn't skip a beat onto what you're trying to build. So to me, you take him and if he doesn't work out, you can't blame him for the, you know, he's a, just a dynamic talent that falls to nine. You can't miss. And if he doesn't work out, you have two first round picks next year and you better just keep building this thing up and becoming a good team regardless of that. You make sense, Gregory. You you do. I'm with you. However, if you bring in Jalen Carter and he causes all sorts of distractions, and I don't see Matt Eberflus as a skilled handler of that of a player that's gone awry and doesn't fit in the hits principle. This is not somebody that is adept. Why, why, what was that? I disagree. Look at how the Tevin Jenkins situation got handled. 
last year. Uh, in mini camps last year, he had Jalen Johnson at the second team when there was a little bit of friction. Uh, um, you know, Valus Jones, uh, he put him on the practice squad when he wasn't living up to the. He <laughs> proved last year in different times the Roquan Smith situation. Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus were steadfast as Roquan Smith made a, a scene for Family Fest an, uh, 30 minutes before practice started putting out his St. Omni press release over with Ian Rappaport. He, they have shown that they're not going to give in to different players' personality, that they're going to you know, have their culture and their foundation set to their terms, much better than the previous regiment. So I, I disagree with that. He's shown an ability to not take crap from different people, so to speak. This You you make a lot of good points right there, and, and maybe I'm not giving them enough credit, so, so well said. And this would be a different level. Um, I, I, I'm talking about a guy coming in who they are relying upon in a huge way. Tevin, you know, it was, it was at that point in time, it was easy to cast him aside. And then they threw him a bone. Hey, buddy, we're moving you over to guard. And, and Tevin, to his credit, ran with it. The Jalen thing was interesting too. But, uh, but Jalen, you know, he's a, Jalen's a good character, man. Mm-hmm. Jalen Johnson's a, you know, you're, you weren't met. This would be, I'm not, you're, you, you, you soothed me there, but this would be a, a different type of handling, a huge talent who you need, who you drafted, who your, who your GM is relying on you to handle. It would be, it, it'd be a heavier lift. Especially I, if it didn't work out as a player more so if he didn't, if he made more bad off the field decisions, it, it's less about whether or not if he's good or bad on the field, the, the, the egg on his face would be if he drafted him and then he's driving down Lakeshore drive at 130 miles an hour. That's, that's the egg that you have to worry the most about more so than if he's going to be a good player on your defensive line. Cause there's a good chance he would be just by looking at what he did at Georgia. Yeah. I, I mean, may, when I look at dudes who can handle that level of guy, it, you know, we're we're in Belichickian land. It, it takes a very mm-hmm. seasoned head coach to step into something where you where you become the organization that can take other people's problem childs, and they come here and they step right into your culture, fall in line, and are effective on the field. I don't. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think I don't think the Flues is ready for that. But one thing about him, though, to what you just said, the Flues is going to fluce. He he ain't bending. He'll fluce it up. So, I mean, may, maybe that level of uh, accountability could so be let's good hope for he Jaylen gets Carter. drafted before the Bears, but just not to the Lions because all the people saying don't take him, don't take him, don't in the chat. If the Lions take him, now he's our problem that we have to deal with two times a year. And mm-hmm. and, and and I doubt people are going to be as boisterous about how much of a bust he's going to be when we've now got to deal with him. So let's hope somebody else takes him. And I'm fine with that because then we'll just trade back. All right. I want – let me I, – I, offer, I offered up questions to the chat here. So before we get out of here, I want to get some in. I know I saw someone. Uh, here we go from Kyle Waddle. Uh, everyone keeps talking about trading back at nine, but what do you guys think about Pulse trading back 53, 61, or 64? He did last year. You know what, Kyle? I'll answer that one first. And you guys can go. I do wonder if he's going to package two of those together and move up. I actually think I'm wondering if he'll go the other way 
and identify mm-hmm. somebody that he wants to go get either if he doesn't like, so let's say he drafts for defense. Let's say they stay at nine draft for defense and there's an offensive lineman that he really wants that he thinks is going to go in the, which would be much more uh, Ryan pace than Ryan Poles. But I do wonder if he's given him up himself enough flexibility that he would be comfortable doing that. If there's someone that he really likes. Yeah, that would be an interesting, uh, you know, situation for, for Ryan Poles being, cause yeah, everything he's done is trade back, accumulate more picks. But if he sees like someone in the trenches with, you know, that that middle of the second round, third round area, that could be an option for Ryan Poles to get the best players available right now. And I think if he's doing that to help Justin Fields, because I think that's what 2023 is ultimately going to be about. And he's starting to surround him with a little bit of talent. But to me, I still don't see I don't think we see the trade back this year or the trade up this year. If anything, 2024 would be that year where you maybe know more about what Justin Fields is. You saw what he can do with more talent around him, and now you're making moves. Now we need to get these types of players. So, yeah, it's again, it's all a possibility with um, the draft capital they have, and depending on how their board sets after you know certain players come off at certain certain times throughout the draft. So, definitely an option. Yeah, I I, I agree. Wait, he was talking about trading up with those picks, correct? He's no, he's talking. He wants to know if you trade back. I threw. I went the other way and just said tr- trade up. I'm wondering, can you see a trade back? Yeah, of course. I mean, this Ryan Poles strikes me as a guy that's going to trade back every year, at some point in the draft. You know, I, I think he just understands the analytics of acquiring talent on your team, and the more picks you have, the better chance guys are going to work out because there's busts in every single round. So the more bullets you have to shoot, the better the shot you're going to hit. So I just think he understands that and will always trade back. So I agree with Nick that, it, you know, I doubt a trade up happens this year. This one's from the Chauvin. Uh, well, we'll go RW528. Who do you prefer, Peter Skaronsky or Paris Johnson and why? You want to put on your offensive line expert hat? Because I'd like to just say Skaronsky because cats over Buckeyes. Let's not even like, why would you even Nick's consider? The film guy. Nick's the film guy. Let's, let's All right, him. Nick, we defer. What do you got? Because I just want the Wildcat, I'll be honest. That that's, that's how I feel about it. But either one would be fine with me if they're going to go O-line. Yeah, and, uh, you know, these are presumably you're playing these people at left tackle. I'm probably going to go Paris Johnson here for, for my pick. Um, but I don't think – look, you get Pierre Scaranzi, I think you have to – if you're drafting him top 10 at number nine overall, he's playing left tackle. Okay, so that's how I see it. So, But I'd still I, – I'd take a shot with Paris Johnson. And, you know, he has more of the prototypical build that you're kind of looking for when you're looking at your tackles. But I think Pierce Grants is going to be a hell of a player to be completely honest. Like just that stable guy that, you know, you can count on, but there's probably more upside with Paris Johnson. If that, that, you know, comes across what I, how I want it to. Yeah, and if you, and if you judge it by draft boards, Johnson is, is, is higher on most than Skaronsky. So uh, I think that would be the overall consensus, by the way, hair bear keeps on throwing out love at you, Braggs for getting things right and, and right and right again. And, and hair bears, <laughs> is my guy so that that's that's a big deal yeah you look you you're looking like a hair bear with that that stuff on your head there (laughs) the the year of revenge is mine (laughs) was this a plan coming into tonight no no you just you just you're just i'm coming with heat now i'm coming with heat i see how you guys show love i'm gonna show that love right back hair bear (laughs) 
Uh, hair bear. <laughs> Not that hair bear. You there. You're just bear. calling me a hair bear. I'm calling you the hair bear. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, no, 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 no. Don't apologize. Just, just lean into <laughs> the part of you that is just a raging uh, lunatic. <laughs> I don't even know. Lunatic. Just, just, I, I was, I was going to go another way. Uh, to the show, we want to know, do, do, do Paul's mentors have a history of trading up? Mahomes maybe the only player I recall Casey doing that for when, of course, moved up to 10 to get the greatest quarterback of all time and uh, in a draft where the Bears didn't. Uh, you know, that'd be an interesting, uh, honestly, Chauvin, I don't know if anybody else has a better answer than I have on this one. I'm not exact. I'm not sure who Poles' mentors are. You know, I mean, he's like, who does he, who is he leaning on uh, for questions? It's a great question, but it's a, it's a, it's a very fair question. Um, you know, where, where is he garnering his philosophy from? Uh, however, um, you know, I, I, I just listening to the guy talk and, you know, what he, his gut feeling and you got to have conviction and, you know, this dude just trusts himself. So I think it's a trade up, trade down. I think, you know, I think he's, I think the, the polls mentorship is people that, that, uh, you know, once they have an idea of what they want to do, they move. So I, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily a trade up and or a trade down, but it's, it's, I think it's more so being bold. Yeah, Anybody Brent else can Beach better? Be, yeah. Brett Veach would be the guy that I think, yeah, obviously a general manager in, in Kansas city where he would get a lot of his maybe tendencies from not everything you learn from the people above you, but try to make it your own. Kind of like where we were telling the students, you know, earlier today, Carm about how to, you know, find your voice in, in journalism and reporting. But yeah, I'm trying to find quickly on the fly how many other trade ups like you know uh, the Chiefs have done other than Mahomes, and of course I'm not finding exactly what I want to find right on the fly there. But yeah, that would probably be the first person that he would look to in terms of how to do things. Um, he also mentioned I think it was in the Pure King article or the Albert Breer, but mentioned that I believe Andy Reid and how they kind of operate as being something that you know you want to also bring or you want to look at for your model in Chicago. Like those are people that have been successful. So you're going to look at that uh, as you're trying to build your team in your own version of it. By the way, uh, our poll says that 65% think that the bears will draft a running back as opposed to 35 who think the other way, 100% of the chat thinks that my hair is amazing and that Braggs is a jerk. Uh, so thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for that. And, um, it's true. I'm going to be thinking about this tonight and might make an appointment to get a haircut. And, and I, might, I might go cut and color on your account, buddy. I'm, I might uh, take some of the gray out. I might go into a little gray blend. I, I've done it back in the day. Really? I, still... no, I don't want to hear no jerk. Who was the one that oh, posted here. a picture wearing a purple sweater out of my wife's closet? I stuffed myself into it like a fat sausage into this medium sweater. All for to get wish you good luck for your first round game, and then how do I get the the favor returned? Twisting the knife. You've got nothing to say. You're just texting away to your sources. Probably David Kaplan. No, no, I I'm, I'm looking. <laughs> I have I have some uh, little little piece of revenge that I'd like to send to Steven that he could potentially put uh, on the here show. Here we go. Here yep. we go. Now yep. we're getting into the after dark. Yep. 
Yeah. Now we're getting into the <laughs> that after, was the dark. after dark. Um, <laughs> except I don't. Except I don't know how to use. No, Slack, but, so you know, while he's doing that, Nick, the, the one thing because no, you guys I, were I, talking I, about it today on the show was, um, the decision that polls made to trade back to nine instead of doing two and then trading back to nine. And I just completely anybody that says that wasn't the right move just isn't I, to me, I don't agree with that because it would have been such a risk. And I, I find it surprising and also hard to believe that the Texans would have given up a future first round pick to move up one spot. I, I just don't believe that. Now, if you tell me that that is a definite thing that would have happened, then there's a discussion to be made, but I don't know if that's a concrete, you know, piece of information that that would have happened. So in that regard, moving to nine made the most sense in the world because you're never getting a first round pick in my opinion to move to two, nor are you getting a talent like DJ Moore. And had they moved to two to then move to nine, you have to wait all the way until the night of the draft to move from two to nine because the Panthers, Mm -hmm. depending on who their guy is at quarterback, they're not going to trade up to there until they know what that Texans are going to do. So it would have just created more, tension and, and and uncertainty for Ryan Poles. So I thought he got as much out of this as he possibly could. And it was the correct move. Yeah. And Greg, to your point, Peter King was, uh, you know, just replying to some people on Twitter today about that. Like, and he put in, here's his response to um, one of the people on Twitter. He said, GMs in Poles' seat have to caution against greed. What we were just talking about, Carolina's not paying nearly the same to move from nine to two. So there is no guarantee that you get that number one wide receiver in DJ Moore, even if the Bears tried to do this double trade down scenario. But it, it was interesting to hear that he's he said like he, he doesn't know like maybe these quarterbacks could have had a bad pro day and that could have changed the perception of things. But it's like that hadn't happened yet, right? So maybe they could have had an excellent pro day and now even more teams want to move up. But yeah, I, I, again, I like the trade that Ryan Poles made. I think he helped his football team not only now but in the future. Right. Uh, I mean, hey. like, like all the the list of names that Carm put out there for free agents, and you add DJ Moore to that, and they're still the top team with salary cap right now, the top team with the most amount of money available, and they're going to have a ton of money next year, more than likely available with two first round picks, second round pick, like it. They're because the Lions are having a great offseason. They have two first-round picks this year and a team that's on the rise. The Bears could be in that exact same spot next offseason. Like, I think we're on the exact same trajectory as where the Lions were last year as we are this year. And that's exciting because the Lions are moving in the right path. The Lions and the Bears, of all teams, are moving in the right path. And the Packers are the you know team everyone's goofing on right now. So it's kind of a bizarre world we're living in. Hey, Greg. Uh, uh... What? question for you what what'd you what'd you have for lunch today what did i have for lunch today i had a burger why a burger yes what else did you have that's it i think we i think we have a live picture of you at lunch today if i'm correct (laughs) (laughs) oh here we go the 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 lost The lost pictures of the combine. How nice of yeah. you, right? You know, yeah. I give you the purple, the purple sweater picture. Didn't you say you were starting your diet today? Didn't I? Didn't... I started working out, 
I started working out. Thank you very much. Went to the gym to blow off steam. And now we're getting to the, to the AG one diet, whatever we can possibly do. But you're, you're right. The revenge tour includes fit lit legit brags. So you better watch it. He's coming for you. I mean, considering how strong you are, if we can go back to that, that picture, I mean, think about how much food has got to be in that that little <laughs> white. Dude, I mean, Steven, <laughs> cut Steve. the shit, Steven. Look, End look, the show right now. Look at look at how hard look at how hard he's working to hold up that thing. There must be four That's burgers. That's my lunch it. pail, hard hat lunch pail. I believe right? we have. Do we have video of him eating lunch too? I believe we do. Oh my do. god, this guy. the video's coming. It'll be here I in just think a we second. Do. <laughs> if, if memory serves, we, I right, know we have Steven. video. All right, Steven Johnson. I don't know if you right. have that. I don't know if that came through or not. The, but, the video's uh, coming. Give me like a minute on that. That's, okay. All right. Okay. That's fine. Just, you, that's know, fine. I just... you know, I told Kevin, you guys better watch it because <laughs> I'm the only person capable of bricking up every single exit point in CHGO where I could literally trap you guys in there for you to never get out. <laughs> Isn't I'm that the only like... one that's capable of doing this. Do we have a... Uh... I, I, isn't there somebody in HR that we should talk to about the fact that you're threatening to brick in the company? That doesn't seem like a legal thing to no, do. No HR. I mean, are, are and they would be on my side. They are you going to on my side? I mean, are you going to show up at my condo in the South Loop and, and barricade me in there too, and just let and just, so we all can't live life? How long would that take you to do? You, I mean, just if you brought the stuff, so could could you? Yeah. If I, it would take hours. Okay. It's not something that happens. But so quickly. you can do it unless I use block like you, and not brick. If I use block, it goes a little quicker. Yeah. So yeah. just be yeah, careful. That's what I'm saying. Block. That's what okay. I'm saying. All right. So you better watch uh, it. Yeah. This video. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Stephen Johnson. You better be very careful because my revenge list is growing rapidly. Oh, you're about so. to add one to it. Here we go. Who are you talking to? I'm on the phone. Who are you talking to? I, I've. It's, it's my sources. Did you bring me lunch? I did not bring you lunch. Did you bring me a coffee? You're, you're drinking Starbucks. Did I get hey, Starbucks? Woo. Why are you so mad? Because I don't want you taking pictures of me today while I'm eating. Come on, man. I'm not, it's not a picture. So this is a video. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm really four years old. I, I, I admit to it. But that was great fun. <laughs> I was working the sources line, Hair Bear. That's who, right. Who were you talking to? I don't know. I don't remember. My sources. Yeah. My sources. Uh, That's it. And then, and then uh, do we have the one of Bragg's uh, doing the. Oh, doing my the, God. This doing is. The I, I'm getting that one too. Give me just a second. Right. What is going on here? <laughs> oh, you know, most days, most nights, Carm's like, oh, we're ending the show here. Have a good night. Now we're let's hang out and put up fat videos why, why, of Greg. Why, why, no, it's it's got nothing to do with with anything other than the fact that you deserve it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, I deserve yeah. it. I I've been through enough. Okay. Friday was punishment. It's a, a it's it's a lifelong it's a life sentence of punishment. They're gonna show that fairly Dickinson highlight the rest of my life, and until Purdue wins a national championship. I'm gonna have to live with this forever. Yeah, Nick's no, moved I, on to playing video games. Well, and you know, I'm gonna have to live with this thing on my head, and 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 that that you know, 
That's right. Now I got to think about tonight when, when the head hits the pillow. We all love you, Gregory. Apparently the mm. other video that Nick sent is having some technical difficulties. Good. So we don't, so we don't have the you harassing me. Uh, and I do like because I see Edward Elric says Braggs is a good sport for putting up with Cram's uh, shit. I like that ever. There's people in the chat now calling you Cram. I I, I want to institute this. I'm gonna start calling you Cram too. Every, every now and then, not That's every fine. time. You call me Cram. I like, like this Cram. And this other guy had Carm, but the A was a clown face. I liked <laughs> that one too. Yeah. So yeah. The, the chat's coming up with some good stuff here lately. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Crystal, on Crystal, your side. See? see, let's leave Braggs alone. He's going see? through a lot right now. You're, Crystal, it's an excellent point. It was, it was, you know, I think, I think the hair comments hurt me tonight, and and we just we we, <laughs> we, we went too far. We should, I should have stayed above the fray. You're absolutely correct. And and Jonathan Adams on your side too for five yes. bucks. Uh, super chat to lift price. I'm with you, bud. Brick by brick by brick. Actually, there we go. Any other super chats that we missed? Him. Thank you, Jonathan. Appreciate you, brother. Uh, yep. Uh, let's. Oh, Andre, 1999. Sorry, we could have we could have done this one earlier. Uh, if a corner is be- the best available, bail. Excuse me. Let me start at the top, Andre. If a corner is the best available option at nine, would our Bears take him? As in Devin Witherspoon. It's a great question, Andre. They should be drafting best player available. So I would say the answer to that is yes. If he grades that, if, if that's how the, the board grades out, that would be my guess. Anybody Christian else? Gonzalez is uh, also really yeah. corner if he's out there from Oregon. Uh, but hey, best player available. They lines up with Poles' board. Even though, I mean, that would be a, an amazing secondary now. Now you have a bunch of young guys who showed some good things and Gordon Brisker. And now pair that with a Jackson you, and then a corner. Good could things. you imagine the amount of bears fans that'll lose their mind? If back to back years last year, we took two secondary guys with our first two <laughs> picks. And then this year in the first round where everybody's got these dreams of offensive linemen or defensive linemen, or even Jackson Smith and Jigba. And he takes another corner. It, you know, it does go along the line of when you listen to Ryan Poles talk about positional value. Uh, and cornerback is one of those high value positions, wide receiver, corner, quarterback. Those are the highest paid positions tackle, right? Those, those are mm-hmm. the highest paid positions in the sport. So you might, he may be willing to take someone like that that early. Cause you get him on a five-year deal and he's the top player essentially uh, that you're taking from that group in the, in the draft class. But I'd be more comfortable taking a cornerback if it was in a trade back scenario, because again, it feels to me while that is a high value position that drafting corner right now is a luxury pick when they have so many other needs. So if they were to able to trade back a few spots, add more picks in the second round or in the future, and now they draft a corner, I would be completely fine with that. Staying at nine and drafting a corner, I would have some questions, but Ultimately, I'm team King Poles, so I'm going to ride with whatever he decides. And real quick, Gary makes a good point. Like, Jalen Johnson might not get a second contract with Bears. Like, I think out of all the possible contract extensions that the Bears have right now with Jalen Johnson, Cole Komet, Darnell Mooney, I think Jalen Johnson's going to be the tricky one that gets – hopefully eventually gets done, but that one I think might take a little bit because he doesn't have the turnover production that you would like to see out of the position, but he's still a good corner. 
but you know, he probably wants to get paid like he's one of those guys that does create a lot of turnovers. So that one might be interesting. And if they draft a corner because of this, or not getting a contract done, extension done, that 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 would make a little bit more sense there. But yeah, that one might be interesting down the line. All right, anything left here before we say goodbye? And Greg, I owe you lunch on Wednesday. You owe me. We do a have lot. the other video. Do we want to play that? Uh, yes, we, we do. We, we <laughs> do. Yes, we do. Lunch. We were out the door. You, you were this, this. close. I'm you never going to so forgive close. this. He, you, you look Let's like such a nice turn, guy, and then you pull this crap. Turn, turn, up, man. turn up your volume. Let's hear it. Not good. This is not good. So singing closing time. So he gets a little bit of a he got back at you a little bit there. <laughs> I was trying to I mean, document as much as I could that night. Because <laughs> I didn't know what was going to happen with you and, and Carr. I said no idea. Closing <laughs> I mean, I was sitting there like a, just a ball of nerves. Closing yeah. time. And then this dude's texting me at 4.30 in the morning. It's just a game, Greg. And, you sh- and anyone that witnessed him that night, for him to have the audacity to say something like that to me. <laughs> Is pot meeting the kettle head on? I was trying to help you at 4:30 a.m. to calm down, and you—you we actually read the text. You did calm down after I tried to give you a little bit of perspective. (laughs) So you're welcome, Uh, and you're and you're doing better now. So that was a fun night. It was a fun night. I and then like 30 minutes later, um, a a waitress spilled an entire Crown and Coke all over my sweater. So you talk about (laughs) karma. I had instant karma that night. So how much karma do I need? Waves of three, buddy. So you got get spilled you got on. One more thing to come you, still. You, you got fairly Dickinsoned, and uh, <laughs> what else is gonna happen? To me? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh Guys, before we get out, we did get one more twenty dollars super chat from Andre Skinner here. You guys uh, believe Andre... Jalen is a shutdown corner? I do. Mm. I do. I got no problems with Jalen Johnson. Yeah, neither yeah. do I. I want the Bears to have him on, on, on the team for sure. Uh, he's not top five. Is Does he crack maybe the top 12 corner? Probably. I'd put him up there. And I, and I, th- I think he's a great corner, and we'll never know his full potential on a defense like last year in a pass yep. rush that only had 10 sacks from their defensive line. And, oh, by the way, Jalen Johnson was also hurt, and he played hurt. He was somewhat encouraged to play hurt, right? Wasn't that some of the comments? after one of the post games that yep. he was like, well, I played hurt. And then he got torched. I believe it was in the dolphins game that they were picking on him when he was playing hurt. It's been a while since then Detroit, the one yeah, who was, was the Detro- little Detroit or slot the receiver that destroyed, I forget, I forget his name. Right. Yeah. It was one of those two games where he was getting torched, but he was playing hurt and he's mm-hmm. playing on a team that gets absolutely no pass rush. So 
and and people want to use some of that stuff to say, ah, he's not, you know, this or that. Like, I think the world of Jalen Johnson, and I think you get a good pass rush on this team. You know, he's shown the toughness. He's shown the skill set. Get him a pass rush. Get this entire secondary a pass rush. And and now you have a linebacking core. This defense could be very, very, very good, in my opinion. So I'm excited. Yeah. And it, this isn't going to be like last year where we all kind of came in a little timid about our predictions. I know we were kind of all over the place preseason uh, as far as what we what we thought the Bears were going to be. But as the season went on, you know, our t- expectations just kept lowering and lowering and lowering. In my opinion, this is going to be one of those years for me personally. I can already feel it coming by training camp. I'm going to be fully hyped. You know, the Lions, I respect what they're doing, but, you know, they still got a lot to prove, and they're the Lions. You know, they, they, you know, good luck. To ask any Lions fan how the Lions play when they have big expectations on their shoulders. I like the Bears in their spot as an underdog. Go to bed, Mark. I don't need you. Take him off the screen. Me and Nick will finish this out. You know, Go get a haircut. How do you I only want to be on the show with people with good-looking hair. I don't need your your mop on this show. Do you have to go with your longest take ever at the very end of the show, an hour and oh, 20 minutes in, with your just staring down at the microphone and just going on and on about whatever the hell you just said? JR ain't going anywhere. <laughs> ten, ten dollars. <laughs> Is 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 pool? I believe that's Paul's. Is Paul's an evil genius uh, for taking all of Carolina's resources for giving the Panthers the number one pick? I think Pool is in the office like Mr. Burns. Jr. ain't going. I don't know what you what what what's what life is like hanging out with you, but I want in. Uh, me and you, and and yes, that let's go with that. Paul's evil genius bears Super Bowl. That's how we're going to end this show unless Braggs wants to do another diatribe. What do you got? Now all of a sudden you look like the emperor from from Star Wars. That's what I was thinking. You look like Palpatine. Uh, (laughs) Just isolate him and have Mark say everything is going according to plan. (laughs) I I was more going with uh, to my own just uh, frightening this. I felt like I just turned into Handsmaid Tale out of nowhere. Uh, All right, but you know you can go with Star Wars. Hey, listen, Bears After Dark fans, we love you to the end of the earth. You are the greatest. Um, the diehards who are, we see every day, you're the best. And, and everybody knew, uh, hit that subscribe button, turn on those notifications so you know when we're going. But uh, CHGO Bears schedule in general, or not in general, it just is. We go live at noon, Monday through Friday. And then we do Bears After Dark, 6.30 on Monday nights. And when any Bears news breaks, you know right here, right now, Braggs, I'm your father. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, that's God. a little uncomfortable. I gotta go. Um, Darth, actually, I want to. I want to go out as Luke. I want to go out, you know, <laughs> with with a nice cheese. That ain't nice. that ain't Luke. That's like the the old Obi Wan. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Rise and jet, Obi Wan. <laughs> You have yourself a great night. Thanks for watching, Stephen. Thanks for producing. We'll see you tomorrow at noon. Braggs will be doing uh, what after dark tomorrow night. Bets yeah. rocking and rolling, yeah. and then he'll be in studio on Wednesday. Uh, Nick, production off the show. 
on the show. Herb Howard's going to be in studio with us next Monday, by the way. Uh, so excited about that. And we've got some special guests coming Wednesday and Thursday, which apparently I'm not allowed to talk about. But do not miss the show Wednesday. Do not miss the show Thursday. You better be there tomorrow, too. Uh, but big week coming up on CHGO Bears uh, with some with some fine entertainment as uh, a little bit extra this week for you. So we're super excited about that. Thanks for watching. Braggs, you have a great night, buddy. Bear down. Bear down. Bear down.